to We Got a Podcast, a podcast about Dragon Ball from A to Z. From Earth Dynamic to Sadala, we cover it all. My name is Randy. And I'm Doug. We are new. We are scrappy. We are so strong. We are a new podcast giving you what you need. Nerds talking about fights and goofs in the Dragon Ball universe. How you doing, Doug? Doing good. What what do we cover? We cover it all from A to Z from Earth. Come on, you you made this. You should know. I do, but I don't know <laughs> <From> Earth. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. I'm saying every other word and letting you finish because you missed that part in the beginning. I said it. You didn't. You did not. Let's go check the tape because it's there. <laughs> you don't want to leave it in. <laughs> from Earth dynamic to Sadala, we cover it all. <laughs> My name is Randy. And then I. My s- name is Doug. You s- now do it again. I start. A- <laughs> nope. That's it. This is all happening. <laughs> Too dang bad. So, hey, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How about you? I'm doing pretty great. I'm doing fantastic after seeing a certain movie. Well, don't play your card so soon, man. Let's just jump right into it. Okay, fine. That's it's true. We're too excited. So we're here today to talk about Dragon Ball, A Great Mystical Adventure, Movie 3. Uh, here's the usual spiel. Came out July 9th, 1988. If you don't know what the movie is about, the Emperor of Mifan, Chaozu, is hosting the next Tenkaichi Budokai, but can't find his lost doll, Ron Ron. Tsuru Senin, or Crane Hermit, we might call him here or there, and Tao Pai Pai are searching for the Dragon Balls and promise to use them to locate Ron Ron, but are actually planning to take over the country. Can Goku and friends save Chiaotzu before it's too late? And uh, as more context, uh, when this movie came out, which I said was July 9th, 1988, we were pretty deep into the Piccolo Daimao arc. Uh, actually, right towards the end, Goku had set off to go and do the, the big bad fight for the end. And we weren't born yet. Well, I was. July 9th, 1988. I was. October, baby. March 16th, 1988. Man, you're old. I know. Which, if you're listening to this, the day it came out, uh, yesterday was my birthday, and you missed it, and you are so inconsiderate that you didn't even say anything (laughs) to me. I got you a PS5, but... What? Yeah, you already, you, already, you already got one yourself, so I've returned it. Oh, oh, okay. Well, then that's not so bad, but at least it's the thought that counts, and I appreciate that. Unless you're lying to me, in which case... 100%. Well, you, 100%. you, got, I'm sorry. you got me the lie, I guess. That's <laughs> nice. Anyway. But Randy, I can, I can explain my feelings about this movie in five words, if you're ready. Five words. Okay, well, let's hear what it is. This movie came to buck, man. <laughs> this movie was amazing i can't believe i slept on this movie for so long i also forgot how much this movie fucks uh because i just watched it a couple of years ago and i don't remember anything really about it other than like you know the the plot points but i didn't remember how good it was yeah i knew it was like a mix match of like different characters from different like arcs of the show but i didn't know how well and how interesting they, they made it happen right i mean it starts out strong because we've got a, a the regular op the opening theme song to the show but we have custom animation of just like what's happening right now yeah it plays just like dbz movie three like the tree of might where the, it's like it doesn't cut to just the intro opening we've seen all the, along all the time mm-hmm. it just plays out of them wait what were they doing oh they were training that's Goku right Goku and Krillin were training with, with Master Roshi exactly it's a nice montage scene they're carrying the milk they're walking through the water next to a waterfall yeah and it's it's a be- it's beautiful though because it ties up again to the end which we'll get to but it, it just 
sets it up. Oh yeah, basically. it's definitely here to tell you we put some thought and some heart into this movie and, and just... some care into this movie and just like compared to movie two, which I just completely hated. <laughs> I think that's why I've only seen movie this movie one time. I think I think I saw it one time dubbed back when I used to like the dub and just didn't really enjoy it and didn't think to watch it ever again. But after watching it again today, I think. I think this might be my favorite movie of all of all Dragon Ball movies. Oh yeah, not just Dragon Ball, but Z and Super, all this. This is <laughs> this movie is great. Oh yeah, I was definitely having those considerations while watching. Like, do I really love this one? Is it my <laughs> one of my top picks? It might be. And I'm as, as soon as that ending came up, I was like, yeah, this is <laughs> as soon this as is top movie. When the curtain closed, you're like, yep, the seals the deal. I also yep. have a limited um, exposure to this movie. It's actually the first OG Dragon Ball thing I think I ever saw. A friend of mine brought over the VHS tape of like that and the trunk special. And we watched those. And like, obviously, the trunk special is uh, a big deal. I mean, maybe. Yeah, like, know. especially at, at that at that point in our lives where we're, a- we're aching for like newer stuff and like Super Saiyans and all that stuff. So we really, really wouldn't appreciate this like more laid back story. Right. But coming to it now, it's man, it's just so good. So it's a, it's a breath of like fresh air. And just like it really brings back the feelings of like watching Dragon Ball again, like in the best way. Oh, yeah. It's really great. But it's you know like our previous movie and i know that you disagreed here it is a sequel to the first two i don't understand what you're talking about this is no sequel this this can't be a sequel with all the characters that are mix matching and everything there's no way yeah i mean like we had krillin and goku and they were like we're going to go do this test to see if we can train with roshi and they uh, go I see what you're saying and they do the thing they fight satan <laughs> Lucifer, they whatever. Fight Satan, <laughs> and then the old not, man, not Mister Satan. No, uh, and then the old man's clearly like, "Yeah, all right, I'm going to train you." So then we have the opening montage of them training. It's just, I see. What, okay, boop, yeah, boop, boop. I get it now. Yeah, so we're continuing with that. It's not just a here's just a random thing. Boop, enjoy it, whatever. It'll make you shut up for 45 minutes. Dang, I wonder. I wonder what forced them to change that once they hit Z. I guess they were just like, let's just wipe that whole idea of making every movie a sequel of itself. Right, and I'm not. T- yeah, I'm not too into like what every other shonen property that uh, like Toei and Shueisha were doing at the time, where if mm-hmm. those were doing straight adaptations of arcs and they were just kind of like its own thing and then decided to start like no we're just going to do standalone things whatever i mean i'm sure just their decision alone of adding the z to the ending of the anime Mm. just kind of spoke like yeah we're we're just gonna make start fresh with all our new ideas of you know from the anime here on out could have been just a thing of like this is how we're gonna do it from now on we're gonna do it different because it's a z now exactly i guess the only thing i can think of really like somewhat contemporary is sailor moon and all of those movies were standalone stories that are just whatever they that happens for an arc and here it is but it's not a translation of the manga storyline or the tv series and like let's condense it it's just its own thing so right who knows but man here we are we've got goku and krillin training and they pass the test they jump super high after taking off their turtle shells because they are now so strong after doing all of their things and it's tournament time baby yeah at at this point i was still like wondering if i enjoyed the animation or not because it was it looked like shot for shot of the original anime series like them jumping up without the shell yeah um but no it definitely got better and definitely yeah it's still it's still i don't think it i still don't think it looks as good as movie one overall 
There are some scenes in this movie, particularly, that do look great. But I think overall, I think Dragon Ball Movie 1 just consistently looked like it was a movie-quality animation. This just looked like the best quality animators of the TV series made this. I think it's comparable. Um, and that's just kind of my feelings from watching. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. I'm right, you're wrong. It's just no, I- it definitely got better as it went on because I noticed more details that they included that didn't need to be included that just added for flair. Yeah, I think it's once we get past the here's the one-for-one sort of thing we're doing from the TV show um, and doing our own thing because oh, okay. then yeah. we jump into the whole thing of like all right here's this other country this kingdom and general blues there and he's in the most insane outfit like for that army <laughs> yeah it's rad they've got to be referencing some kind of like army from back then right there has to be some sort of influence for this and i'd, I'd have to look into yeah. it but it does look sick yeah i like it um so we're introduced to the bad guys of this uh other um nation sort of which thing which is like it starts off with a whole with the with the pilaf gang helping out oh yeah um, the crane hermit yeah i totally forgot that was just just a short little thing of oh yeah because they, they didn't pop back in again in the rest of the movie did they it was just that is it oh no pop i kill them yeah that's what i'm thinking holy was, shit because that that, that, I, I asked you while we're watching it that was kind of ominous how they just kind of, they screamed and then cut to black. I think. Did Tao Popeye kill them? I think they're fucking dead. Like, that's how this. They got tongued. Ooh. Um, well. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> okay. I mean. <laughs> I but think anyway, this adults, it's, it's. So. Yeah. But it's whole, it's very reminiscent of how Pilaf helped out, you know, Piccolo Daimao and even Frieza in Resurrection F. Mm-hmm. Just, they're just kind of like there in this like a spaceship. It looks like, I feel like, I thought they were in like in a spaceship for a second, but I don't, I don't think they were. Might have just been like the throne room thing. Because. Yeah. That's where they've got the. Um, the I'm so used to seeing them in like that Piccolo situation where they're in a flying. On the airship spacecraft. Thing. Yeah. 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 They might have just been like in that throne room. Whatever, because then uh, we have Blue who shows up at Chaozu's place and gets tongued and gets murdered. So many different characters from different arcs are just showing up in this. Well, I guess they kind of combine the Red Ribbon arc and the Crane Hermit stuff like yeah. together. But it, they did it so well, right? That it didn't. It, it felt natural. Yeah, and besides just throwing stuff together, we also get like some tiny changes. Like instead of Tension Han and Chaozu being trained assassins by the Turtle Hermit exclusively, it's like. Chaozu's a Crane tiny hermit, yeah. emperor? What did I say? Did I say turtle hermit? Turtle, yeah. Oh, We're just, just saying turtle hermit. Jeez. Turtle hermit's in our minds always. Always. But no, yeah. Uh, I don't know how I felt about that. That was definitely kind of weird. Right. I mean, like, starting off with that whole thing, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I even took notes. Okay, Tension Han isn't an assassin. He's just, like, an attendant. And then, like, later, it's like, mm-hmm. you were trained to kill. I'm like, oh, whoa, okay. I guess we're still <laughs> doing both. All right. <laughs> He's just a, a very good bodyguard that was trained to be a good bodyguard. Right, yeah. So... Yeah, it is what it is there. And they're like, all right, we're going to find the Dragon Balls so that we can find Chaozu's princess. doll. That's spoilers. Oh, was that a spoiler? I mean, they don't reveal that it's a doll until at the end. I think I knew that before watching the movie. So I'm like, yeah, it's just a doll. It makes sense in Dragon Ball lore. Right. For it to be something ridiculous like that. Of course. You've got to, you know, throw it off. Well. But yeah, there's there's Crane Hermit. Like, yeah, wink. I'm going to help you. This is is definitely for you, finding your your princess. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. That's all it is. No ulterior motives at all. Um, But they're not the only ones that are looking for the Dragon Balls. Because then we've got Bulma, Yamcha, Poir and Oolong all in a spaceship or plane. The craft, yeah, aircraft. Who get attacked by um, the Mifon army. The submarine that comes and like, throws torpedoes at them. It was a fun little adventure that didn't have to include Goku. It, w- it was nice seeing them, like, that gang again, just, like, 
you know, on an adventure. Yeah, doing their own thing. Bulma being like, I- I'm getting shot at. Oh, I'm not standing for that. I'm going to shoot this thing down. Yeah, she was super cocky calling herself Bulma Sama and everything. <laughs> I love that Bulma. It's so good. And then what's, it's weird. It's not, this isn't about the movie, but like for whatever reason, my opinion of Bulma is forever colored by like her behavior on Namek. And I just feel like that's what <laughs> yeah. I've seen the most. So anytime she's. I totally get that. I'm like, no, she's just like this annoying adults and i'm like no in all of this she is just like a freewheeling genius 16 year old and it's great yeah yeah damn those cartoon network reruns <laughs> right it's just seeped into my brain this is just <laughs> another reason why i should watch the og anime from start to finish because then maybe that'll help color in my opinions this movie makes me want to do that honestly it makes me want to just start watching the series all over again because it's it's just so great yeah big time Especially, especially that like t- I, to- I told you that ten second portion of the movie that includes every like sound tune that they have in the Dragon Ball catalog, like every single sound you could think of, like I they pushed into the ten seconds of this clip of Tao Popeye killing someone. It's, Blue, I think is who it it's was. Hilarious. Yeah, was it Blue? He was killing. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, it's <laughs> they were trying to just really fit it all into this one movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, where do we go from here? We've got Goku and Krillin who show up to the tournament place in Mifan, and they're just having a nice old dinner, which is hilarious. I mean, it's always great to watch a yeah. tiny child putting away plate yeah, after plate after cl- plate. classic glutton Goku just chowing down. It, so much so that even when this army shows up to, like, take on Bora and Upa, he's just still chowing yeah, down. Yeah, Bora and Upa. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, I, I forgot that, because the army went to Karin. Yeah. Uh, like his like forest to like look for the dragon ball but bora and upa have it hidden from them yep and they're like we gotta get out of here and we're gonna figure something out and then they run Mm -hmm. into goku and crew i like them in this movie like it was it i think upa felt a little more annoying to me in the series but in this one well maybe i think chaozu was super annoying which made (laughs) upa seem a lot more bearable right by comparison it's like oh no he's fine yeah where like upa's just like you know saying father but he says father in in, like the best way how do he how does he say it like what's the word in japanese he says like chio i I don't even i cannot even try right yeah it's it's not otosa so it's definitely something different it's definitely a different word that i'm not used to but it's like ah it's very endearing it is it's super endearing even though that is all he's doing is like oh no dad it's just yeah i feel so bad for him because he's so tiny yeah exactly but then you cut to chaozu and he's just like mind reading tension on like dance dance it's like almost as annoying as that that like little alien from that bardock special that just said bardock son bardock son that's right oh. and why do they have to speak telepathically just talk out loud like now you're just showing off to no one you're just sitting by yourselves like there's no reason to just whatever i hated that because they're super best friends they're super best we friends. wouldn't have to record this podcast with microphones and headphones if we were super best friends right just somehow they could take that audio out of our minds and put it into digital space oh yeah somehow it's high quality it's very well produced (laughs) but yeah so they get to the tournament and it's like the stage is circular so it's not square so now so they're like hey this is not this is not the temp the temp uh the tenkaichi budokai you know no it's very circle 
It's it's a circle and uh, Yamcha. We've got statues with um with like spears pointed at it for some reason mm-hmm. that comes into play later. Right, and then we start off like all tournaments. Yamcha fights first, and it doesn't go great for him. I mean, he takes out the big guy, but then yeah, the classic. Oh look, you're so tiny. I take you down. Yep, just gotta show. Like, hey, these guys are here and they mean business. And Yamcha's super strong. He can <laughs> yeah. take out a big strong man. So what kind of tournament was this? I think I kind of glazed over that, but it was like, it wasn't like a classic tournament style, like brackets. Right. Because there's like, there's just volunteers, like who wants to go up against this person and then they just go up. Yeah, because then like Yamcha wins and then like three dudes are like, oh, never mind, I'm going home. And then Bora's like. Yeah, they're like, no, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Then Bora challenges him and Bora wins because Roshi uh, distracts him. I mean, like, hey, don't you want a Pafu Pafu? And Yamcha's like, I do like boobies. (laughs) I do like Pafu Pafu. How did you know? Who said that in the in the stage over there? Yeah, exactly. And then and that gets kicked out the stage, right? So then, then who is it? That is it. Um, so I don't think Goku goes up to fight at that point. I think it's no. Then then is then then is Tao Pai Pai. Oh, then, yes. like, he shows up. Yeah, does a big baddie sweet flips in and he lands and the way he lands is so fucking graceful. It's it's disgustingly amazing. <laughs> it's dis- it's graceful and it's so confident. Yeah, you know he's here to fuck. Well, not that. It's another All F right. word. <laughs> <laughs> I can't play with you like this, man. Oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't keep serving these things to you. <laughs> well, I'll try to start serving you some. But yeah, Top Abe comes in and then like it's so the choreography of the fight scenes are also amazing in this in this movie too. Oh yeah. Even back in the um the diner scene when Top Popeye first showed up or no, what yeah, no, he did show up there. Same thing with uh Goku fighting Sergeant Metallic. Yeah, Sergeant Metallic even shows up in this in this freaking movie. Like, just this huge ass body. He's just, like giant. Scrunches into this tiny diner. Yeah. So then we have Tao Pai Pai who wants the Dragon Ball from Bora. Bora refuses. So Tao Pai Pai does what any evil person does, and he chucks Bora into one of those statues' spears, and it's horrible it's so brutal like as he's flying there i'm like yeah he does get impaled in the original series but for some reason i'm like he's not gonna get impaled in this movie but then it just happens and like everything cuts everyone's reaction and like this like stark yellow like yeah filter or whatever and it's just like oh it's shocking and, they sh- and then they, and then they show it and then it's, it's i think it's the immediate reaction from goku to jump up and punch the end of the spear off so that he can like pull him drag him off of it yeah. oh my god it was just oh, oh man poor man. bora poor upa having to witness that too right oh so bad in two different realities yep <laughs> this happens in both and it sucks oh oh i i'm looking here at my notes and my next thing here is when I believe bulma and them are looking for the dragon balls and they find that it would be in this statue thing in uh the crane hermit's place oh yeah they sneak into that the temple and they just gouge the statue's eyes out, and it's like uh, opens up its mouth. And and there's it the opens its balls. mouth, and the balls are just sitting there. Yeah, I'm just thinking of the crane hermit doing this constantly. Like he's like, I want to look at my dragon balls, and he's just <laughs> gouging out eyes on a statue. <laughs> it's that ridiculous slapstick comedy that you would expect from this kind of show. Yep. Um, oh yeah, then uh, that's right. Goku has to lose, so he fights Tao Pai Pai, and he gets shot he immediately. Like. He immediately starts off with the Kamehameha of his own, yeah. which at first I wouldn't be a fan of because I'm always like, those kind of moves should be held off to like a last resort kind of thing. But, you know, he does it immediately and I mean, he's just pissed. so that Tao Popeye. Yeah, yeah. But then the Tao Popeye like blocks it like he does in the OG series and his clothes are all tattered off, but he's still perfectly fine. Yeah. And then just immediately fires off a Dodompa 
back at Goku. And fires him across the earth. <laughs> sends him flying away, yeah. <laughs> All the way into Karin's tower up in, well, halfway so to heaven. Jesse and James up there. Right. <laughs> we, you know, get that time where it's like, all right, well, you've got a, you're angry. And the reason why you're losing is because you're so angry. You got to chill out, man. And then, and then we cut back to Tao Pai Pai and it's like, where's the, where's the Dragon Ball? Let me know. It's like, oh, it looks like it's like 2,300 kilometers that way where Goku went. <laughs> it just moved. <laughs> it just moved. It's, it's, it's over there now. I'm like, what? <laughs> Damn it. And he does, he does his awesome, like, you know, take down a pillar, throw the pillar and jump on the pillar thing. That makes no sense. No. Nope. In any logical world, but it's still amazing. Just the best way of transportation. <laughs> it's the only way to fly. I totally get why they included that in, in the Kakarot game. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's also a thing, I think, in Xenoverse 2. <laughs> like, as a oh, weird really? mount thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. It's good. Uh, so then, as he's catching up and Goku's on his way, uh, we get a little special cameo of Raleigh chucking a giant boulder <laughs> right at top. Oh, my pie. God. This was, like, one of the best parts. It's just, yeah, that's how Raleigh shows up, too. She just takes a boulder, chucks it at him out of the sky. Just like, oh, what's that? I need to throw something at it. And Raleigh is so cute in this. Like, you forget how adorable she is, but she's just so cute. And, like, when she gets blasted by... (laughs) Yeah, she's like, Daijoubi. It's amazing. (laughs) It's so cute. Oh, my God. She gets gets blasted by something by Top Pai Pai, and, like, she just goes, Apoi (laughs) Hoi! Like, she's, like, mimicking what it's supposed to feel like, pain. It's supposed to feel like. Right. She's she's so great. I'm so glad we got more of her. Oh, so good. And then she teams up with our uh, Goku here, and they take down Tao Pai Pai together by, like... yeah. You know, basically just destroying him. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I apologize here. Come with me and I'll go apologize in front of everyone. Yoink. <laughs> let's go to get let's go together. Goku and apologize <laughs> to the whole world. Goku's like, I don't know about that. But he gets close enough, just enough to <laughs> yeah. snatch the Dragon Ball from his from his uh, pocket. You say you're sorry now, but <laughs> he just takes a Dragon Ball and leaves, fires some rockets and, at him. And th- this is the part of the consistency that I appreciated in this movie, because as soon as he does that, Goku immediately yells out for Kintone, but then it doesn't cut to a shot of Kintone coming in and souping him up. Right. It cuts to Taopapai firing off missiles behind him to, you know, distract them or to, or to kill them. Mm-hmm. And then the awesome scene where Goku kicks it, kicks one torpedo, and then Arale headbutts the other torpedo in the same shot. Yep. I did that be my wallpaper or something like that. But then after that, you see Taopapai get blown up. And then the next scene is Goku being on the Kintone. Like at first, I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of that's kind of a a hard cut to him riding the Kintone." But then you call back to when actually Goku did call for it. Yeah. Before that, it's, it's, it's just that attention to detail that I really appreciated. That consistency that showed that they actually care about this movie. Right. And then another little thing, like you know, we had talked about uh, the animation not really super being up to par, at least right at the beginning. But then as he catches oh, that this Dragon Ball, fight. yeah. First of all, the fight is fucking incredible. That's where they stepped it up. That's that was oh that was like Piccolo Daimao level of like art style there. Well, I mean, that that's where they were in the series, I guess. Yeah. But, right. I need to look it up to yeah. see if this was like Minoru Maeda himself doing this or if it was like Nakatsuru because they're just legendary and super good mm. at everything they do. It's just excellent. And then like, yeah, he- I love it because it was them that was doing like the Arale stuff. Whereas back when Arale showed up with General Blue, it wasn't that level of like art style right. yet. But just like the animation of like him catching the Dragon Ball as he's like riding Kintohun and then he just like rides through another cloud. And he's like, huh. <laughs> just like yeah, for a quick the second. cloud gives him a little buff, like a little like <laughs> totally, totally unnecessary, but totally charming. God, I'm so glad they did that. Me too. It's so great. 
And then <laughs> we had an issue where, like, I think our 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 shared stream here like buffered weird, and it's like, yeah. oh, suddenly Tension Han is fighting Chaozu. Like, did we miss something? Like, no, it's yeah, literally like the, there's <laughs> ten seconds later. It's like, oh, by the way, I need to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Tension Han, just like in in a stance, ready to like kill Chaozu. Like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, and it's you know Crane Hermit Suter Senen is just like, you need to kill him. <laughs> Like oh yeah, I trained him, you. We're not we're not doing this for Chaozu and his princess. I want to I want to take over this land. I want to be the emperor. Yeah, there can only be one, and it's gonna be me because I wear the sunglasses here. <laughs> and I don't think I, honestly I don't think he needs a Dragon Ball. So he already has the support of the soldiers. You know, now that I think about it, I believe for movie two I said we need to have more villains wearing sunglasses, and then in movie three we have two people wearing sunglasses. <laughs> That's too many, man. Sergeant Metallic and Suter yeah. Senen both wear sunglasses. So you got what you wanted and they're both boring sunglasses. Hey, that's true. <laughs> but they're wearing them. At least they are mm. trying. But no, Ch- Tension Han can't find it within him to like kill Chaozu. Because they're best friends. Um, just because they have like a bond. I don't think they're best friends. No, no. I think in actually in this movie, it's kind of I like I actually like the part where they're they're not best friends. It just shows that Tension Han is not an evil person where he just can't kill this this child. I don't know what how old he is, but he just can't kill <laughs> This innocent person. Uh, person. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, can't, I can't even call him a human. I don't even know what he is. Right. Like, I don't know. But whatever. He just can't kill him. Which just which just shows that, you know, tension on is not an evil person. That's really just to get down to that. I mean, and also we know they have a, a good connection because earlier in the movie when Chaozu has a bad dream, immediately he calls for Tension Han to come to his room. Because, yeah. you know, he will protect him. So. Yeah. Oh, they're just two sweet boys. And mm-hmm. I want nothing but the best for them. Yeah. And so then Crane Hermit's like, fine, I'll do it myself. Ooh. Thanos style. Yeah. Winds up his Dodompa. And then out of nowhere, here comes Goku. Mm-hmm. In the best way, just like, and completely smashes through Sergeant Metallica, who's like holding Upa hostage in his hand and just <laughs> saves the day. Yep. So great. God, it's, it's great. So they've defeated all of the baddies. And we also uh, forgot to mention that while trying to get all the Dragon Balls, uh, they had dropped six of them into a ravine in the water. Oh, yeah. Down that crack. It's too deep in that crack. Yamcha can't get that deep in that crack. So he asked Goku, look, you set it up. I've got to spike it. (laughs) So they're like, well, how are we going to get him? So, of course, we just toss the other one in the water. So that way it's all Mm -hmm. seven. Yeah. And then it's we get an awesome awesome song and the credits start rolling and like it's i was not expecting that at all like as soon as he throws the ball into the water all of a sudden you see credits like the hard card code credits come up on the on the screen and the song starts playing and it's the it's the dragon ball dragon ball i'll it's get so it great. it's so good <laughs> and uh it's it's so much more show than tell because they're not really like talking all that much yeah as soon as, as soon as that hits like it's just the music it's not them talking at all it cuts out the the vocal audio completely everything of goku at this end is so cute and pure and precious like he tosses the ball in and he's so like i know what we're gonna do the dragon comes mm-hmm. out and he just pushes upa up to the front he's like, like here upa go it's get, your, get wish. your dad back man yeah yep. this is for you Oh, but yeah, before that came in, the, the solemn part that Goku had where he's like, oh, yeah, Krillin's like, what are, you, what, are you, what are you gonna do, Goku? Like, and he, he's about to, he's about to throw the Dragon Ball and he's like, he says, like, you know, what does it say? 
I do not remember because I was just so. It's not what he off. says. It's 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 how he says it. How Masako Nozawa says it. Because this is the one part that we're like, oh, Masako Nozawa, what happened here? Because he sounds like a twenty-year-old Goku, right? As opposed to the twelve or fifteen-year-old Goku that he's supposed to be. Like I know what she was going for for that like sin- sincere voice. Like I'm gonna help out Upa, but it, it, I don't know. You got to watch it yourself because he right. says it. It's a 20-year-old Goku that, yeah. that's talking. It took both of us out of it because we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. That is not a yeah. proper, like, that's the only time I think I've ever heard her be off point. And that's, of course, us coming from the knowledge of knowing what adult Goku of sounds course. like. Back then, you don't. That's just Goku's voice. At, he's he's always that age. Right, exactly. So it's, it's just in hindsight that you notice that. Yeah. But Upa gets his dad back, Bora's alive, and Goku's like, yeah, yeah, I gave up my keepsake, but, you know, it was for a good reason. And then that's the end yeah. of the movie. And it's... We had said, like, is this our favorite? And, like, we finished it. As that intro song was coming. Yep, that's like, this is my favorite. We we finished the movie. That song said the end at the end. And, like, I'm taking notes. And I wrote in all caps, I just want to watch it again right now. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it was surprisingly really good. Like I, I totally was not expecting that. I've been sleeping on this movie for far too long. And if you have been, too, you shouldn't. Like, watch it. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Definitely get yourself a copy. Watch. It's so good. I mean... It doesn't. I don't think it's the perfect entry point because it, you know, you'd have to do some explaining. Like, here's what the Dragon Balls no, are. Actually, I don't know because so many stories are mixed in, and so many characters. It's it's not the Dragon Ball story. It's its own combination bits and pieces here that I are guess. kind of pushed together. Yeah, I don't think you do. I think you could just watch this standalone without you know jumping in, but. You could kind of get the gist of like, okay, they want these things and it'll give them a wish. Like, that's all you really need to know. Yeah. And they explain all that and everything, so that's fine. So, if you haven't started yet and you're listening to this podcast still and you didn't watch movie one like we had brought up before, holy <laughs> shit, watch this movie. Yeah. Look up. I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. Seriously, it is so good and I can't wait to watch it again. I like want to find other friends that I know love Dragon Ball. I'm like, let's watch this together because mm-hmm. it's so special and so good. And it, I just gotta say, Doug, it was an amazing experience watching this movie with you. Like, you know what, Same, man. how to appreciate this shit, and it is so nice to have you <laughs> as a friend. I feel so honored. Thank you. When I, like, reference stuff from, like, t- like Dragon Ball episodes, some, something way back when, like, yeah, this is similar to that, but not quite. Right, yeah, it calls back to this. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. What was your favorite part of the... Wait, what was your favorite part of the movie? My favorite part? Well, I mean, like, I'm an animation whore, so, like, that whole fight with Tao Pai Pai and just, like, where everything, like, animation-wise gets ratcheted up is so good. Even the short, like, even the short Tao Pai Pai versus uh, Bora fight was pretty pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Bora throws throws us this punch, and it just looks super cool, but then Tao Pai Pai just vanishes for a split second and then, like, grabs it last second. It's it's awesome-looking. Goku versus Sergeant Metallic in the restaurant is also great. I mean, just like getting mm. thrown around and bouncing around the walls. Oh, and- yeah. I forgot to mention because I was, yeah, the, the bouncing on on the walls. They do it so much in this movie. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I can explain it, but you just like when characters jump up to the wall and then bounce off of that. It looks freaking awesome. And then them even getting hit up against the wall and like falling down even looks awesome. It's just how they animated it that makes it look so cool. Oh, yeah. They definitely had it on point by this time. Mm hmm. So here's what I want to do, Doug. I want to take a quick break, and then I want to see what uh, some other people thought about this movie. Does that sound good? Yeah, let's do it. All right.
Okay, we're back, and this time we are going to listen to uh, what we got someone here from uh, Ashley Denona at LFCAD. Thank you, Ashley. Super appreciate it. Just listened to this episode talking about last week's, and I've been grieving the loss of WandaVision <laughs> since last Friday. Well, guess I'll have to also grieve the fantastic idea of a bewitched reboot with Elizabeth Olsen. We are all sad that that is not a thing. Yeah, but I, I love that that series, and and the early stuff was so great. Oh yeah, I mean, I also liked the finale and junk, but like it was the the yeah. beginning stuff, the sitcomy stuff that was too good. Yeah, because as like two kids of the '90s, we grew up with like nick at night like we didn't grow up with when the shows originally aired exactly. but nick at night it was just reruns all the time and that's what that we watched it all the time and i loved it let's start a nick at night podcast doug you and me no <laughs> i don't love it that much okay <laughs> well, let's just talk about like i love lucy or something we'll make it very specific we'll, we'll get two separate beds and watch it in separate exactly twin beds <laughs> in the same room uh actually followed up saying uh when we asked what people thought about this movie says uh, love this movie. Easily the best movie from the Dragon Ball era for me. This movie yes. made me care for the relationship between Tenshinhan and Chaozu. It gave me the same feels as when Chaozu sacrificed himself against Nappa. This movie also debuted uh, Tao Pai Pai and Sudo Senen on screen together. Uh, I'm also a sucker for insert songs, so I liked how this movie repurposed yes. an insert song from the anime for its closing theme. I believe I'm also right in saying that this is the movie was the first one that didn't use the anime closing theme to end the movie. Oh, that might be right, yeah. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> and God bless him, because that this song... This song was just... A, I would listen to this song by itself. Just, like, put on my playlist somewhere and just listen to it. And I'm definitely... Just feel all the feels. Oh, yeah, definitely gonna have to do that now. It is... It's so good. So good. Because I know I've heard it before, but I, I think I can never like pinpoint where I've heard it before. I think I've only heard it because I watch it dubbed, so I don't think it was in right. the dub version of this movie. I must have just heard it like I must have just like looked up a sound like the playlist of like good Dragon Ball songs. Yeah. And that was one of them that came up. Oh yeah. It's uh it's not one that I would normally listen to, but yeah, it's just like now I'll remember <laughs> this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Well, thank thank you so much, Ashley. We're glad to hear it. Yeah, up. thanks, Ashley. We now know that uh, we're not the only ones that think this movie fucks. <laughs> Five words, man. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> this movie came to fuck. That's so good. <laughs> I wish I could have that as the episode title, but I don't think I can. So, <laughs> nope. Something will get striked out of there. Oh yeah, we wouldn't want that. So that's that. But I think we've got some trivia. But oh man, I don't have anything written down, Doug. I'm really sorry. Oh, you don't? Well, lucky for you, I've got a bunch listed out for a separate reason that I can uh, share with you here. Oh shit! I'm getting tested. Yeah, my whole my, I got my my YouTube trivia show coming up sometime soon, so I have these uh, questions I can throw at you. Okay. Well, then I'm happy to be a test subject, and right. everybody should subscribe to you on YouTube. Go ahead. M- maybe if they want. Uh, so, number one. Okay. There are multiple ways to lose in the Tenkaichi Budokai. Let's see. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. One of them is fall out of the ring, uh-huh. lose consciousness, plead mercy, or kill your opponent. What is the last one? I don't think you can kill your opponent in the Tenkaichi Budokai, dude. That's how you lose. That's one of the I mean, ways yeah, you'll lose, but I don't think you can win from that. What do you mean? No, no, yeah. I didn't say you could win from that. I suppose, but like, oh. Not the point. <laughs> not the point. That's just another way. Uh, what's There's another one other... way you can lose? Uh, yeah. Majin Buu gets revived and you've got to go fight him. <laughs> I see you're nowhere near the correct answer. So <laughs> I'll I'm, let you know. Tell me I'm not wrong, though. In the manga, it states all those, all those reasons, plus crying 
if you cry, you lose. Well, oh, that's right, because, like, isn't that... Wait, hold on. Doesn't Ron Fan, like, pretend to cry and then, like, just kidding and attacks? Maybe, but maybe they just brushed over that because it was... No, no, no. I think this is in the, just in the preliminaries, not in the actual, uh, oh. like, finals. Just in the preliminaries. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, so don't don't cry. You know me, man. I I can't <laughs> keep it in. I'll just I'll just say pafu pafu and then like oh my god those boobs are so beautiful. <laughs> Start crying. <laughs> that well then you have the same problem. You're crying again. <laughs> All right, number two. Okay. You might know this one. I think I think you might know this one. In the original title page of chapter five of the manga, Balma has an item that was later removed for future releases. What is that item? Does it fit in her hand? Yeah, I give you hints. Yeah, it fits in her hand. I guess you don't know this one. No. Is it a gun? No. Mm. One more guess. <sighs> is it removed it's, from... It, 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 it tastes delicious. <laughs> it's not a cigarette, because that would be gross. Oh, it's actually... I, I At first, we thought it was a cigarette, which, it, yeah, and it's a... A candy cigarette, like like a chocolate cigarette. Oh. And the only only reason we know that is if you like zoom in on her right pocket, she has like the what looks like a cigarette. What do they call it? A cigarette container, whatever. Yeah. The cigarette pack carton whatever. on there. But if you if you read it, it says chocolate. It's oh. chocolate. So she just she's smoking like a chocolate cigarette. Yeah. Shit, man, your trivia is way harder than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm I'm I want this trivia to be hard. Well, it is. All right, and then this one comes. I took I took this from Herms. I went on his Twitter and looked up his like history of every everything. Good old Herms. Uh, history of ever. That's what the hashtag. History of ever. Yeah. Uh, one of them was in episode eighty three of Dragon Ball. Fortune teller Baba rolls up in a car with a license plate reading five hundred Bob. So five hundred B A B. So the B A B obviously is Baba. But what is the possible reference of the five hundred? I think I just read this. Isn't it something with her brother from five hundred years ago? Mm, no. No. Uh, she's five hundred years old. No. She. She's, she's way older than that. Ooh. Dang it, I read you this give up? and I forgot you give it. Up? I guess I gotta give up because I don't know the answer. It's the length of her career. Of being a fortune teller? Of being a fortune teller, yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, like, that's it doesn't say that in the manga per se, just in the anime. Mm. But that's like our best guess is the, what that, you know, probably means. Huh. That it was... also it also says in the Daizenshu 7, that's when she started, was 500 years ago huh. from when they beat, you know, Goku and Gang. Wow. Goku and company. Huh. Yeah. Dang, man. You know, I was so Take proud. That. I was so happy at the end of last episode where you gave me one and I got it right and I was 100%. <laughs> and now I just, I got nothing. I don't think I got any of those. I mean, I... That was my... I, I gave you my 100 point question last week. These are all the 500 ones. Oof. Yeah, man. This is rough. <laughs> uh, can I say that I got the cigarette one? Because uh, you gave me the wrong hint. You said it's delicious. After three, it is delicious. It was a candy cigarette. Oh, I guess that's fair. Well, <laughs> you tricked me, though. Not really. I gave, I gave you three chances, and all right, I'm going to I'm going to stop weaseling around for it. If you know, you know. That's fair. Well, hopefully you guys listening knew and you're smarter than me and then uh, I have to quit the podcast space and now you have to be trapped in this dimension with Doug. Nah, we're we're both like casual veterans. That's the way I perceive myself. <laughs> like we're not I'm nowhere near Herm's level. Like I I respect that dude for all that research he does we and all that have... stuff, but a crazy hierarchy with different levels of things. Like I'm a level four veteran. Well, I'm. I have, <laughs> I have that for my trivia. Like it's like level one has never seen an episode before. Level two is like you know a, a casual, and it just goes up and up. Like there's different levels of past that. Like three different levels, I think. Wow. Well, I am scared of what my level might be because I feel it's lower than I want it to be. 
<laughs> it's really hard to come up with questions for that kind of like tier system so yeah well it's good thinking at least from a game design standpoint yeah i try yeah well we try here to do a good show but unfortunately it has to end at some point and i think this oh, is gonna man. be it i know but if anything we can take away from this is that this movie rocks go watch it it's so good if do if doing this podcast fails i'll be happy that it just reintroduced me to movie three of dragon ball because that is completely worth it oh yeah also Loved it. i don't know what constitutes podcast failing I think it's just me giving up. Us, us giving up is what failing <laughs> okay. is. Yeah, that's all it is. Well, and I don't see that. I don't see that happening anytime soon. So good because I can talk about Dragon Ball all the live long day. <laughs> I got maybe ten more movies in me. Yeah, well, there's you know a good number more than ten. So we'll see. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we're gonna keep on going. This show is super fun. Uh, as always, you can uh, tweet at us at we got a pod. You can email us at we got a pod at gmail.com. You know, give us your topic suggestions. We want to talk about what you want to hear, and uh, we also like to talk to you. We surprised. We like to make new friends. It's nice. <laughs> Um, we also want to continue to pressure Doug to watch the Dragon Ball no. Super manga. <laughs> to read <No>. the manga. <laughs> I thought we were going to get past this episode without a mention of that, but no, here it is. Never. Never. <laughs> um, we also want to thank you. Never. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. Uh, thank you to Rifty Beats for letting us use this track Kakarot theme lo-fi hip-hop trap remix. Make sure to go check him out on YouTube, Spotify, all that shiz. He's got a lot of great Randy, stuff. Randy, where can the people find you? They can find me uh, in the Twitterverse at Saber underscore Breaker. What about you, man? They can find me at Doug on YouTube and Twitter. Hell yeah. Get some more of us in your system, because once a week is not enough. I didn't have a clever joke after that. I just want to let you go. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. I was I was holding out hope that maybe you might have something, but that's fine. Nope. I know. You, you, I saw that gap in, in our time wave, and I was like, nope, I'm just not going to say anything. I have nothing. It's just going to be 10 seconds of silence. Just like, well, I guess that's it. <laughs> that's a podcast. Yep. Thank you to sponsors. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, and we'll catch you next week, and we'll talk about something. And you'll like it, because that's how this works. See you guys. Bye. Bye.